Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How is everybody doing? Are we we holding on? Are we doing good? Things been great? I hope so. Here in my little world, things have been crazy as normal. I've just accepted the fact that forever on, everything is meant to be a head-scratcher moment. (laughs) I don't even know what else to call it. It's not bad stuff happening. It's just like, what the fuck moments all the time like all the time I, I I just like for instance so when something happens that would be normal like oh no that's not good here in Cassie world it's like five times of oh god that's not good and then something else happens like oh man that's not good and then oh man and it just continues on until the day's over and then a new day starts and it's a whole new series of what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck moments so for instance, Friday at work, um, <laughs> things actually started off really great. We're having a huge clearance sale at the store, and we, I mean, everything was beautiful. Things were great. We were selling the shit out of things. I was so excited, not necessarily for the sales part, but just to get the shit out of my store because I need the clearance stuff out, gone. I need that room. And then we started getting a horrible fucking downpour rain, and it's cold. It's windy. She's miserable. So, and I didn't even wear my fucking galoshes. I even bought galoshes. Which, okay, back up real quick. <laughs> I was talking to the Pepsi rep and I was like, yeah, I forgot to wear my galoshes today. And he's like, you're what? I said, my galoshes. And he said, your goulashes? And I'm like, no, my galoshes. He didn't know what galoshes were. Is that not like a common word? Am, am I the one that thinks that, like, am I the one that's like weird here? galoshes everybody knows that word right like rain boots okay you guys can answer me back from there but I feel like you guys are just staring at me or you guys are like half of you are like yeah duh I know what they are and half of you are like Cassie um nobody uses that word so cool thanks it's fine um so I'd forgotten my rain boots and my feet got wet and I cannot stand wet feet it's like the ultimate deal breaker it's the ruin your day horrible shit game over throw it away the whole day's fucking trash so my feet got wet and my whole body got wet I mean I was just soaking fucking wet so it just kept getting worse and worse the rain just kept coming in the wind and it's cold and my day's just going on and on so customers don't bring their carts back in when it's rainy because they don't want to they want to get to their car load their stuff, ditch their cart, and go home. Cool, I do too. But I need to bring carts back in for customers to have things dry off and, you know, they don't roll and hit a fucking car in the parking lot. So I am out there chasing down carts. I have to make two trips because they're all over the fucking parking lot, right? My second trip back in, a big wind gust comes along, nails me in the fucking elbow, or... or, A big wind gust comes along, sucks the door, and slams it right into my elbow. My elbow is still fucked up. Like, it is bruised. It is sore. I can't put any pressure on it. It fucking hurts. I think I cracked my bone somewhere in there because it fucking hurts bad. I'm not a baby, so I'm not going to go and, like, do a workman's comp on it. Because what are they going to do? Be like, oh, yeah, um, there's literally nothing we could do. We can't cast your elbow, so. (coughs) Yeah. 
So that was, you know, midway through my, well, early morning, partially through my day. Then <laughs> my assistant manager and I, I'm like, you know what? Let's take the trash out because it stopped raining a little bit. We got to get this trash out. We got to get out of the back room. I can't stand trash back there stinks. So we got to get some carts out. So we're on the back dock. We just take everything out and start sprinkling again. So we grab the umbrellas as we're loading the trash in the carts and smoking our cigarette, calming down. Then a giant wind gust comes again, flips my umbrella upside down. Not hers, only mine. Flips it upside down so it looks like a bowl. I shake it and it flips back and then it does it again. And like this is three or four times it kept flipping upside down. I had to keep shaking it to come back. And then the last time, it, half of it flipped up. Only not like a bowl, like straight fucking rubs. I'm like, Jesus Christ. The other side did it too, so I'm shaking it. So I'm like, fuck this. I throw the bitch in the dumpster. And then I'm like, I'll just be wet. I don't care. And then the wind comes and sucks that motherfucker out of the dumpster and across the parking lot. And I'm like, I don't even care. I'm walking away because fuck this day. I'm so over this day at this point. It was just my fucking luck with everything. So... The whole day is just kind of been shit like that. And then as I'm getting ready to leave, it's Trevor and I's anniversary. We had been married 23 years on Friday. So I wanted to get out there a decent time, go home, spend some time with him. And I'm getting ready to leave. And my uh, I'm grabbing the stuff I need so I can head out. And my system manager's like, hey, so there's a problem. There's water coming in from the wall under the window, which our window is a wall. Or walls, a window, whatever. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, what the fuck? So I go and put a ticket in because that's how we get a hold of, like, facilities to come fix things. So I'm trying to get a ticket in, get a hold of my boss. I'm like, hey, so we have a leak. Can you, like, escalate this ticket? Blah, 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 blah. I was told to put some weather stripping on it or a pool noodle and hope that it holds until someone shows up. That does not work when it's literally pouring down like we got like three inches of rain that day it was a stupid amount of rain so it just kept pouring and pouring and pouring in so I'm like fuck this I'm gonna go get Travis which I'll tell you why I had to go get him here in a second so I had to go get Travis bring him down there he filled the hole with caulking which we found it was a single hole filled it with caulking best he could taped over it the best he could because it's fucking wet so nothing's sticking and we just shoved a roll of paper towel in there and then some bath, bath towels because I don't know what else fuck to do. So, the guy showed up Saturday morning to fix it and I don't even think he knew what he was doing, but we'll see you next time it rains again. So, yeah, the reason I had to get Travis was because on Wednesday night, oh my God, on Wednesday night, um, Travis picked me up from work and he's like, hey, so um, I got to get some brake fluid. The brakes are acting weird. And I'm like, cool. So we get breaks so we come home. Trav's in the shower and Brady's here. And he's like, hey, can I use the truck real quick? Like, I want to run the gas station. So I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. Trav gets out of the shower. And he comes out and he's like, I said, hey, Brady took the truck real quick. And he's like, um, call him now, call him now. I'm like, what? And he's like, the brakes are like trash. I'm like, what? So Trav was planning on like explaining everything to me after I got out of the shower when we sit down and go everything. And to go look at him, obviously. So... I call Brady, I'm like, go slow, stop early, blah, 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 explain everything to him. Not even 30 seconds later, he calls me back. The brakes completely went out when he was driving. He had an accident. He was fine, just shook up. Didn't hurt the actual, like, uh, body of the truck at all. And it jumped a curb, it stopped itself. Uh, 
it went into a parking lot. It was a whole situation. He was coming up on a red light, so he had to swerve. It, it was a whole bad situation, but he's safe. The trucks, on the other hand, um, the, the body's fine, but the brakes completely went out, so we had to take it somewhere to replace all of that. And once they got in there to get it all fixed, they found some more issues. So we're looking at like $1,000 to fix a $500 truck. So <sighs> it's like, this is, this is what I'm talking about, guys. It's like every moment is like, what the fuck? So because my Thursday moments was filled with constant, okay, this is how much trucks and costs. And then this happened in the water. We have a water leak in our basement. And then so much uh, work going wrong. My, um, fail safe like ride or die cashier she's a retired lady who is a like hardcore i love her so much she's a retired emt she used to run the um, emt program for the county she's the most hardcore hard fucking working woman i've ever met in my life she's go 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 and she was getting sick and i'm like look you have to go home like you are sick you need to go home and relax and she's one of those that will work until she's like dying so i'm like you have to leave like, go stay home, and then, um, I had her take Friday off, too, and she doesn't work weekends, because I, she's worked her whole fucking life, she needs to enjoy her time, so, um, she only works four days a week for me through the week, and then I talked to her today, and she's still kind of sick, so I told her to stay home tomorrow, get some rest, relax, we've got it covered, but it's just, like, every little thing is just weird, like, Jenny's never sick, she's never, never sick, she goes, 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 and then now she's really sick, and the whole leaks, and then the roof, not to even mention the fact that the back, like, the store, the back room is leaking everywhere, I'm pulling wet, soaking wet fucking boxes and rotators and everything fucking everywhere, and it's just, like, I need to do a whole protection sage, all the fucking things, and everything in that store, because it's so bad, I didn't mean to just ramble on for 10 minutes about how fucked up everything's been, but this is just a little insight to just the last two, like, three days, so yay that that's where we're at three four days anyway <laughs> so other than that yeah things have been a little weird um i do just want to say before we um get going um there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there in the world in some areas and i want you guys to know that i'm thinking of you i'm sending good vibes i am doing protection rituals i'm trying my best to um send out anything that will help you guys um there's some bad things happening in countries that i'm not in and i'm very very worried for you guys out there so and please be safe stay stay on top of things stay safe stay um i don't even know what else to say i'm i'm so sorry you're going through these things and i hope that it all comes to an end soon and everyone can just walk away safe and happy as for things going on in the u.s right now um with all the um train derailments and things on fire and all the horribleness going on those in ohio i am really am feeling for you guys please please be safe look out for each other help each other just please be safe and we are all trying to send out whatever we can to you guys and vibes and protection so whoo all right and one more thing before i start talking about shit like really important stuff have you guys found jacks on uh on tiktok she's the one who wrote the um i know victoria's secret song 
if you don't follow Jax, she's a songwriter. It's J-A-X. I don't remember her exact uh, handle. I'll get it here in a second. But she's fucking amazing. She's amazing. I love her. Not only is her music amazing, but her her videos, her outlook, her cuteness. I started following her way before she had a blue fucking check mark. And when she was just writing, like, cute little songs. But, guys, she's fantastic. If you don't follow Jax, go follow her. I'll put her handle in the show notes. So... We do have the opportunity for a little bit of change. If you are listening to this on the release day, so if you're listening to it on Sunday night or Monday, or even if you're lucky enough to hear on Tuesday um, before midnight, um, the 7th, this coming Tuesday, March 7th, the full moon is a warm moon and it's a super moon. So if you're hearing this, we're going to change our, our luck, our memories, our everything. So real quick... <laughs> doorways okay so I watched this lady on TikTok and it totally just flipped my fucking mind because I'm like oh my god like I do this already but I've never heard of other people like it was just so weird to see someone else do like one of my traditions online like on TikTok that I didn't think was a big thing that everybody did so you ever have where you walk into a room and as soon as you walk in there you're like fuck what what was I here for then you walk back out of the room into the room you're previously in you walk back in and then you remember like it's almost like you're going through a portal right well we're going to take this opportunity with warm moon to create a portal for luck prosperity abundance for all the things that we need help with so what you're going to do is pick a doorway that you go in and out of <coughs> a lot or a doorway they're going to dedicate to this and if you want to dedicate a couple you could still do that too i'm not gatekeeping you can do what you want all you need is the doorway and a cinnamon stick. If you don't have a cinnamon stick, you can take around cinnamon. It's fine. Just, you know, adapt where you need to. But you're going to um, rub your cinnamon stick or your cinnamon on the inside of the door jam, like the actual doorway itself. And then I want you to think of this as you are spreading, as you're rubbing it on there or you're spreading your cinnamon ground cinnamon. I want you to think about painting on happiness and prosperity and abundance and luck and memory and whatever it is that you're looking to change in your life. We're going to create that portal and it's going to be used for that reasoning, but you have to put your intentions into it and you have to make it what's right for you. If I were to come to your house and do it, it's not going to work. You have to do it yourself because it has to be your intentions your feelings, your thoughts, your touch that have to go into this to make it work. So it's real simple. You don't have to get real creative or really, you know, fancy with it. Just pick a doorway, take your cinnamon, whatever stick or ground, whatever you want to do, and rub it up one side or along the top and down the other. And think of it as you are painting on all of the magical properties that you are trying to create this portal for. You're going to have an amazing change coming, I promise you. Don't get frustrated if it doesn't. Like the first day you walk right through it and it didn't do anything because it takes time, okay? Walk through as much as you need. Work on it. Believe in yourself and your power and you will be fantastic, I promise you. So, that's something like really cool that you can do that just kind of creates a little boost in your life and it's your own like personal portals and who doesn't want one of those fucking cool 
I've done it for a long time. I just thought it was so crazy to see somebody else do it. She talks about things a little differently in hers, but the basicness, it's the same. It's basically the same thing, you know, in all, overall, fuck. So today, I want to talk about eyes in witchcraft. If you guys have ever seen any of the pictures of my tattoos, you probably noticed I have a shit ton of eyes tattooed on me. Different eyes, different kinds of eyes, different looks, styles, everything. I have an obsession with eyes. Not just tattooed eyes, like eyes in general. I don't know why I have this feeling like... So, they say that eyes are the window to the soul, right? Or the mirror to the soul. I have this not really obsession but this I don't even know what else to call it but an obsession with eyes I need to see someone's eyes before I can really trust them or understand them or I don't know what how else I want to say it when I can really feel their energy I need to see their eyes if they're strong enough person I can feel their energy without seeing their eyes but I just feel more connected when I see their eyes. And someone who I feel is trying to um, be deceitful or hide their true selves, I have a hard time looking at them in the eyes. I don't know what it is, but I just feel if they have some issue with me or if they're trying to um, just get one over on me in any way, shape, or form, I, I it's always, every time I have a hard time looking that, looking in their eyes. I don't know what it is, but it's always something that I have felt, and it's something that I just feel very strongly about. And it's crazy, because when I die, I don't want my, like, I will donate, you can have all the rest of my organs, but I want my eyes, and I don't want those little cups in there that they put in, like, when they, um, bury someone at a funeral, they put those little cups in your eyes with the little grippers on the inside, like, sticking out so that it, like, grasps, grasps your eyelid and holds your eyes shut, I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want it all. I need to have my eyes. I need them to not be jacked up. I need to keep my contacts in so I can see. And I need my eyes to stay there. I don't know what it is, but I've always been that way. Oddly enough, my mom's the same way. She has she's an organ owner for everything but her eyes. It's weird. So the symbolism of eyes in the world is is very vast and comes in many forms and from many different backgrounds but they all tie into the metaphysical side of things eyes are everywhere in witchcraft and for good reason they symbolize so many different things we make have representation for different fuck like just so many different things it's crazy i don't want to get too much into it because i want to go ahead and get the um intro out so I can dive into it. There's just so much fucking shit to talk about when it comes to eyes. I'm really excited for this episode. So let's dive into it, witches. So the eye can really symbolize so much in so many different ways to people and a lot of it can be the same and a lot of it can be different but when you break it all down 
the eye has a very powerful symbolization to many different aspects of life. Think about when you die or a person dies, the first thing that they do is close their eyes. And it's kind of like a way of symbolizing that the soul has left. The, the, the person, the essence of the person has left the body. It's kind of cool to know that the right eye is more connected with the sun and the left eye is more represented by the moon. To me, I think it's cool because I always see, <laughs> I always have problems with my left and right, like really, really fucking bad. I, I couldn't tell you, like it's, it's fucking bad. We've had this conversation before, but I always feel like one eye, if I'm looking at someone, like their eyes are different, even though they're most of the time they're the fucking same. Like for the most part, almost everybody has the same color eyes. Mace, my son has, um, two different color eyes. One eye is just a shade different. It's not, like, super noticeable unless you look really close at them. But it's really cool. But for them, I just, I don't know what it is, but I see eyes as two different ways. But I can't tell you the difference between left and right because I fucking suck at left and right. So, it, it's rough. And I've, I've told you guys that before. Like, my left and rights are no good. They're trash. Throw them all away. But eyes just have something really important that connect us to a person. Like, you can always tell when you're talking to someone and they won't look you in the eye. And you feel like, ooh, okay, there's something shady with that. Even though I know I said in the beginning I have trouble looking at people's eyes. It's not that I can't look them in the eye when I'm talking to them. I just have trouble looking at their eyes. Not, I don't know how to sound it without sounding like I'm a fucking weirdo, but... I look in the eyes, obviously, when I'm talking to you, but there's something about someone who's being deceitful that their eyes just give it away to me. It makes their eyes make me uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. And it, people that I love and people that I can talk to any other time, fine. I have no no feelings about their eyes. But when they're trying to be deceitful, I can see it in their fucking eyes. It just it stands out. It's crazy. It's fucking weird. I don't know. But eyes are normally associated with light and spirit and our souls. And you're going to hear my paper turn because I have a lot of notes on things I wanted to say. <laughs> but eyes also represent intelligence, light, vigilance, moral, conscious truth, things like that. My eyes, like I said, you guys have seen I have tattoos, eye tattoos all over me in very different forms, versions. Um, the only thing I don't have on me yet is the all-seeing eye, which I just haven't got, uh, you know, so fucked up yet, but... We'll get there. Um, uh, I just have some feelings about the all-seeing eye, which we'll talk about here in a second. But the eyes that I have on me represent many different things, but they all have the same theme. All eyes on me. And not in a vain way. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, everybody, look. Look at me. Or people are spying on me. People are following me. People are like, no. I have been judged my entire fucking life. I spent so many years living in the shadows, pretending to be someone I wasn't, just faking my way through life just to make everybody else fucking happy. I've always been so fucking self-conscious of my looks, my everything. Like, everything about me was super, super worried all the time. If you'd have told me 10 years ago even that I'd be hosting a podcast and talking to people every week about this kind of stuff or telling people stories about myself like I do I told you you're full of shit because I don't want anybody to see that side of me or 
know anything personable about me, personal about me, other than what I have let people know in very little, very, very little amounts. I just used to hide the true me. And at one point I just said, fuck it. I am so tired of living that life. I'm so tired of the only person or people who know the real me is Travis Mason Brady. They're the only ones who knew the real me all the way around. And I got tired of that. I got tired of putting on a mask and being something that everybody else wanted me to be. I got tired of practicing in the broom closet and not even being able to talk about when, when you know, I discover something great or something wonderful happens or a spell works or wear my jewelry that I cherish with my fucking life because it's mine and it's something that really means a lot to me and my craft. And I got so fucking tired of hiding every bit of that. So now that I, I'm out and I don't fucking care about that shit. I don't care about opinions. I don't care about what people think of me or how they associate me based on my tattoos, my looks, my, my clothing, the way I speak, the things I do. I don't give a fuck at all. And it feels amazing. It's so wonderful. Such a great feeling. But I lived with that burden for so many fucking years. That it was hard to step away from. Going out of town to be around people who didn't know you at all. And being able to be yourself and be free was such a fucking magical feeling. That I wanted to feel that in my own hometown. In my own fucking family events. And I could never do that until I finally was like, fuck it. So... Being able to put the eyes on me and have them on me representing different things to me personally, they all overall represent the same thing to me. You're always going to fucking judge me. Look at it. Soak it in. Judge it all you want. I don't fucking care. I don't care. It's the most freeing fucking feeling in the world and I love it. I love that that's where I'm at. I love that... I have so much support and people don't treat me any different now because they're so used to it. And if they do, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't even pay enough attention to those people that do treat me different to even notice that they do. That's the difference. That's what changes everything. It's, It's fucking amazing. So I wanted to go ahead and throw that part out there where we're talking about eyes and witchcraft and my eyes all over my body with my tattoos. So... The symbolic eye has been around for literally like a very, very, very long time in many different forms. Like it dates back to uh, 6th century BC, literally BC, guys, which I, I hate the whole part anyway, but the eye as a symbolic icon goes back way, way, way back. The eye also plays many roles in witchcraft history as well that we just don't talk about them that much. Because we associate them so much with other cultures and other things. So we just kind of like, eh, you know, it is what it is. But it does come into play so much in witchcraft in different ways that we just kind of ignore it in a way, I guess. I don't want to say ignore it, but it's not talked about as much as it could be. Let's start with the all-seeing eye, a.k.a. the eye of providence. So... This eye is most notable on uh, United States currency on the bill. It is the unfinished pyramid with its like plateau at the top has a an eye inside of a triangle. 
and like rays of sun coming out of it. It's associated with a lot of fucking things, right? Um, sorcery, evil, secrecy, money, the Illuminati. It represents, quote unquote, God watching over or the divine providence. So, the all-seeing eye represents knowing things that most people don't expect you to know. It represents... Um, so many things in different ways. As for witchcraft, it's, um, excuse me, <coughs> it's a sign of clairvoyance, omniance. It's a gateway to the soul, really. It dates back to the 1500s, to the Renaissance time. It's actually seen in paintings from the Renaissance, so it's really fucking cool. But it's, it has a representation in the craft as going along with being able to see things, see the future. Similar to the third eye, but in different ways. Honestly, when it comes to a lot of these eyes, they're interchangeable as far as their symbolism on certain things. But, y'all seeing eye, when people see it, they think secrecy, and they think Illuminati. Like I said, that's just fucking crazy to me. I'm not even going to get started on the whole Illuminati thing. But, it represents psychicness to me. Similar, like I said, with third eye, but in a different way. It also is a symbol of karma. Karma knows what's happening. Karma's watching. The all-seeing eye is going to make sure that you get what's coming to you. That you can't get away with things that you think you can get away with. The all-seeing eye knows everything. I mean, that's why it's called the all-seeing eye. But it has so many tiebacks to different things. Like uh, the Freemasons. It's crazy. So many people use this symbol and have it mean different things. But in all reality, it has the same conscious meaning, really, if you think about it. Secrecy and being aware, honestly, is what it breaks down to. Knowing what people don't want you to know or what you shouldn't know. So... The LCNI isn't super exciting because it's just kind of like, I mean, I guess it is because it basically encompasses all of the eyes that I'm going to talk about because it, it's basically like a, um, a summary of all the eyes in a way. I mean, I don't know. I just don't get, there's something about the LCNI going back that I feel like really bothers me and I cannot put my finger on it. I feel like something has happened in my past, maybe a past life, where the all-seeing eye came into play and had some major effect on me that impacted the way that I move forward, but I can't figure it out. Still working on it. So let's talk about the evil eye, because that is one that most people know in witchcraft. It's known to be a gaze or a stare believed to cause actual harm. So... The evil eye has a lot of lot of history to it, but it can go in many ways. This dates back to the 6th century BC, so like 5,000 BC, I think. It's fucking weird. It's old. But it depends on which side of it you fall on and what you believe with it. Because you can literally go different ways and use it to your advantage. So, it's widely thought to be a supernatural belief that causes a... Uh, or that a curse has been set upon someone by... A malevolent glare. So, 
If looks could kill, right? That's the evil eye if looks could kill. But a little more than that. The evil eye, like I said, dates back old as fuck. And some believe that uh, getting the evil eye will curse you, causing misfortune, bad luck, and even injury. So half the people believe that the evil eye is bad. It is harmful. You're going to get hurt if you get it. If, if you wear jewelry with the evil eye on it, you're fucked. You're literally cursing yourself. I don't buy that. I, along with many others, <laughs> believe that um, the evil eye can do good things. Um, it's so, so many people believe that it's evil and does the bad things that they carry talisman and ambulance amulets just to protect them from someone giving them the evil eye or a curse being put on them by the evil eye. But some believe that carrying the evil eye can act as a shield that protects you and protects the wearer or you against these people or things that are trying to curse you. And that's where I fall. I fall on the side that the evil eye can be used for protection and to kind of return that energy, that curse, that damage that they're trying to cause to you. So, say, um, say I have a cleansed, charged, evil eye necklace on. We'll say a necklace. And someone is trying to hurt me or harm me or do something to me. My evil eye charm, necklace, whatever, will protect me and send that back to them. They're going to get back what they sent to me. Kind of falls along the karma threefold rule. But evil eye is used a lot. Witchcraft, we've seen it. If you go and type in witchcraft jewelry on any fucking site, you're going to have the evil eye pop up. If you type in um, searches for uh, evil, or um, I'm sorry, witchcraft or occult symbolism or signs, you're going to have a pop-up. It is widely known to be associated with us, and that's great. Again, I like to use it as a form of protection. I even actually have an evil eye tattooed on the back of my uh, leg. It's not the true blue. It's not like the circle yet. <laughs> yet. It's not the circle version. I had it made into a normal-shaped eye with the blue eye in it. Just because I want something a little different, but I am going to get a full um, circle evil eye on the back of my arm with the different blues in it, just so I can have another fucking eye. I mean, why not? I got like fucking 20 at this point. But the Egyptians used, um, used to put the evil eye on the coffins of the recently deceased to protect them against harm in the afterlife. And it's also believed that the evil eye, um, excuse me ties with the all-seeing eye to protect it sees all things coming and protects the person or the thing so again we're tying back to the all-seeing eye people see it with protection they see it with um sending out the curse so it kind of just really matters what you believe where you put your beliefs and how you let it affect you honestly we all are going to see things different when it comes to these eyes because there is no fucking handbook for witchcraft that's written in stone that says this must be this way. You must believe this, blah, blah, blah. Just not how it works. Not how it works at all. So, please do with this knowledge what you will. And just 
toy with the idea, play with it a little bit, see how you feel. Be careful with it because it is powerful. No matter which side you believe in, once you have that out and you've even opened up that fucking door, that Pandora's box, that power's coming one way or the other. So use caution. If you get an evil eye, whether it even be just a piece of cheap costume jewelry, it still, still can have power and be very meaningful. So cleanse it and then see what you feel. Like I said, everybody's going to be different. Let's go ahead and get the ad out of the way. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And we're back. So, next on the uh, topic is... Sorry, I just totally saw something out of the corner of my eye. I was like, well, what the fuck was that? It was like a repeat last week. Again, I'm in the tattoo shop recording because Brady's here and he is in the craft room. So, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's just weird in here. I actually just got a tattoo a little bit ago. Um, it is a candle and it's super cute and I love it a lot. But it hurt like a motherfucker. So, next eye on our list, the Eye of Horus. Um, I don't know... I don't think I've ever posted it in the group. Maybe I have. I don't know. But this was one of the earlier tattoos that Travis gave me three years ago, maybe four years ago. 2019, I think. Wow. It's been a while. This was way before he had the shopper did tattoos for other people. This was back when um, I had to like beg him for a tattoo. Be like, hey, babe, like, come on. Let's let's get the gun out and do it again. He just was he hated tattooing back then because he just didn't have much confidence but he's obviously great at it and I have it right on above my uh right elbow and that's odd because I just now realized that it actually represents the left eye so it's on the wrong fucking arm but it's fine it's fine it's fine so as I just said uh the eye of Horus represents the left eye like represents the moon it is known to be a strong strong symbol of protection um egyptians used to um used it for thousands and thousands of years it's associated with wisdom the power of vision between the two worlds living and the dead um, protecting physical health and intel and integrity i just am drawn to the eye of horus for some reason i wanted this as a tattoo when I was very, very young. I don't know why. I saw the end. The first thing I saw or noticed when I saw it, I was like, damn, that's some beautiful eyeliner going on there. It just caught me. Like, right away, I was like, damn, that is beautiful. I don't know why. I, I've been obsessed with eyes since I was little, so that uh, that makes sense. But I was just really drawn to the eye of horse, and I wasn't really sure why. I just had a feeling that it was something that I needed to know a lot more about. And when I was younger, I, I didn't know these things about it because I was young, obviously, and, and it was way before I had um, the courage to study about all of this. But and we had the internet back then, so if we wanted to study on shit, we had to go to the library and hope to God there was a fucking book there on it in our tiny-ass library. 
that had like um, very little actual historical books. So, yeah. Ooh, speaking of books, I'll take us at the end. Um, so, <laughs> the Eye of Horus really just stuck with me. And it was, like I said, one of the first tattoos that I had Travis put on me when he started doing tattoos again about four years at this point. That's crazy that we're in that far. But it makes sense because I'm always talking about protection. But that's literally the one thing you guys hear me talk about. I, I think I say it in every episode about protecting yourself, make sure you're, you know, you're protected, care protection. We cannot overprotect ourselves. It's just part of it. But it also represents vision of the sun god Horus. So this eye is associated with the deity Horus, the god of sun, which is odd because it represents... Uh, it's tied with the left eye, the moon. So, odd, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, they all have counterparts. They all, it all makes sense somewhere in the world. I, I can't make it make sense at the exact moment. I'm sure if I did a lot more research, I could, but I'm being honest with you. I don't really know why it represents the moon when it's from the sun god, but maybe it's the sun, the moon to him. I don't fucking know. Anyway. It also represents secrecy of the occult or wisdom, which, again, is probably why I was tied to it or uh, felt drawn to it. Back in the Egyptian times, they actually used to paint it on the caskets of their dead, and that way they could see their way through... Uh, good fuck, I can't speak today. The Egyptians used to paint the Eye of Horus on the caskets of their deceased the way they could see their way safely through to the afterlife a lot of the stuff ties back to egyptian times and i have found that a lot of our witchcraft also goes back and has ties to the egyptian time but we just don't acknowledge that as much as we should and i would like to start doing that a little more because when people think witches and witchcraft they think of salem or they think of new orleans here in America anyway. But it goes back so much further. I know Europe had a huge witch hunt situation way back when. Where they actually burned the witches. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of moving parts. in witchcraft with ties to so many different areas. I think that's why it's damn near impossible to know everything about witchcraft. Because it's so fucking diverse where it came from. Think about it. How many different fucking countries and continents and all the different things spread out were there way back in the day? Tons, right? Obviously there are now. But we couldn't communicate with each other like we do now. We can't just go online and be like, oh, hey, there's another witch. And talk and compare ideas and thoughts and beliefs and blah, blah, blah. But back then, they still all fucking did it. There were witches in every fucking land back then. They may have been called something different, but they were there. And they had similar beliefs. And they all did things a little differently. But they all had the same core beliefs. And followed the moon and the sun. And felt the powers of all of that. And became healers. It's just very fucking awesome. And tells you how fucking strong and real it is. That in all of the world. With no communication. We all still came up the same. And have such similar ideas and ideals and practices and yet so diverse at the same time. It's fucking amazing. Didn't mean to get off on a tangent there, but it really is amazing and I'm just so drawn 
to find out more about other, ooh, that was bad, um, other cultures and their witchcraft and not just, you know, from what I've learned here in the States of what we do and, and our history here, I want to go back further, way back and learn different things about witches in different countries and how they did their practices and different rituals and I want to know all of the things, even though it's damn near fucking impossible. It actually probably is impossible to know all of the things, but unless they live to be like 980 years old. But Egyptians did. They um, they wanted to make sure that their deceased were going to be protected and they can see and they made their way through where they needed to be. They, it also used to be carved on the side of uh, boats for protection at sea, which is super fucking cool. Sorry, my page I'm not discerning. It uh, is really cool that they used to know how important that was and carve it into their boat so that they could be safe out there. It's just, it's amazing. It, and here's another thing before we go into the Eye of Ray. People look down on witchcraft so much and put it down and talk shit about us, think that we're stupid, think that we're, you know, playing make believe games and shit. But. So many of these people do the same shit we do and look down on us. They have the same, I mean, it's not the exact same thing, but they have the same similar things. Like, think of somebody who is watching a football game, follows the football team, and they wear the same jersey every Sunday as their good luck charm to make sure that their team wins, right? Or they don't wash their socks, or they don't wash that jersey, or they, whatever they do, have to sit in the same seat while they watch the game, it's their routine, their good luck, you know, blah, blah, blah. Isn't that shirt or whatever just a talisman for luck for your team? Doing a ritual there, you know, same thing. Prayers in church. You're manifesting what you want. You're saying it out loud. You're doing a spell. You're using candles. You're doing the same fucking thing as we are, just in a different way and expecting the same similar type of outcome. So, people need to quit putting witches down and quit looking at us like we are fucking crazy or evil, devil-worshipping people when y'all, these other people do the same fucking shit, just not realizing that they're doing what we do. Sorry, I get on a rant and I get so frustrated. (laughs) It's like every time I go to prepare for an episode, I do... I write down, you know, my notes with just, like, single word or single sentence reminders of what I want to say, so it takes me back to that idea, and I like to do a little fact-checking on dates because I'm horrible at dates, so I will look up a few things to make sure that, um, number one, my ADHD doesn't kick in and make me forget everything. Number two, my dyslexia doesn't kick in and I rearrange fucking numbers or names or whatever, but... When I'm doing this, I always come across some fucking article somewhere talking about how fucking bad we are, how we are devil worshippers and we are just Satanists and we are horrible. It's just fucking stupid. I just get so fucking tired of the stigmatisms. It's not stigmatism. <laughs> Fuck. Of the bad name. We'll just put it there because I'm going to fuck up my words of the, um, the labels that they put on us that are bad, and this makes us sound like we're just horrible people. I can't be the only one to get so frustrated by it, and I understand why some people stay in the broom closet, because it's less of a hassle, it's less 
bullshit to deal with. It's less drama, but you know, I proudly come out and I proudly take the heat. I hate it, but I'm going to because I'm going to fight for future witches to not ever have to worry about having to come out of the closet. It's just going to be normal as being a Christian or being a Catholic or, you know, whatever fucking quote-unquote religion or organization that someone belongs to. It just shouldn't have to be such a fucking issue. Sorry, I need to quit rant. I got a little pissy. I get a little mad here lately on stupid things, but... The Eye of Ray. It is... Represents the right eye and the sun. Because it is... It is... Whew, I cannot fucking speak. It's similar to the Eye of Horus, honestly. But it's the right eye and the sun... It's, uh, excuse me, known to be a violent force that subdues its enemies. It's the fem, fem, uh, I can't say that word, feminine counterpart to the sun god Ray. So yes, Horus is also, yes, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck did I do? Horus is also a sun god, Ray is also a sun god, and the, um, Damn, I can't fucking speak today. The Eye of Ray is considered like the counterpart, the feminine counterpart. It also protects against uh, disorder. It wards off forces of chaos and aggressively seeks out enemies. This is the eye that actually I haven't gotten it tattooed yet, but it is on my list. It's just a little bit different, not much. It just has a few different variations and obviously it's flipped because it's the right eye. But it's um, is a little bit stronger in the in the sense that the Eye of Horus is more of a protection. Like you come at me, I'm going to defend you off. Whereas the Eye of Ray is like, fuck this man, let's go. I'm going to go fuck you up because you're evil and you're bad and you're whatever. So the Eye of Horus is like protecting against things coming at you, where the Eye of Ray is protecting. Um, by keeping the bad things away and kind of going after the bad things itself. Like it goes after, seeks out the bad. Fuck. Man, I just got so off track in my brain. I was gotten so pissed about the whole what's I think my ears are all fucking red and ringing now and I can't even speak correctly. So the sun was considered to be of great importance to the Egyptians. And the Eye of Ray is one of the most important, repeatedly used symbols in the, um, in, excuse me, repeatedly used Egyptian religious symbols. So if you were to go and look up Egyptian hieroglyphics regarding like, um, quote unquote religion, because theirs clearly was not, um, like today's religion. But if you would go look up those things, you would see a lot of, um, the eye of Ray repeating in there. It's going to be used a lot because it was one of the more famous ones, which is odd because more people today recognize the Eye of Horus than the Eye of Ray. But it still is used today in symbolism and um, protection against things going out and seeking the enemy to stop and extract. So in witchcraft, this may be used on something you're sending out 
if you were doing a curse on someone, which is not saying you should or shouldn't hex anybody, you do you, but this would be something that you would kind of, um, put out there as a way to, um, curse them from hurting you so they wouldn't be able to hurt you. This would be a good symbol to use in a binding situation where you're binding someone and then you are putting the eye of ray on them as a way to protect yourself. You are kind of warding them off before they even come at you. It's coming very handy with me. You guys remember season one and my issues with my co-worker Shannon and how much of a fucking cuntbag she was and how much I hated that woman because she was a narcissistic trash bag that treated me like absolute garbage. Yeah. The ivory came in very handy and a lot of um, spells and rituals I did to protect myself from her. The next and final eye that we are going to discuss today is the very well-known third eye, aka the mind's eye. So, it has so many fucking strong connections and ties and meanings and um, associations with so many things. A lot of people, when they say the third eye, they think like ESP, they think um, chakras, they think the, I know I'm going to pronounce that incorrectly, and please, please, please forgive me, the bindi that um, people from uh, different religions wear, the, the dot between their eyebrows, um, people associate the third eye with a lot of fucking things. But the best way for me to sum up the third eye is representing your inner highest self, your highest inner self, like quote unquote, the God within your highest version of yourself is what the third eye is a good representation of. And the chakras, when the third eye is open, it takes us to a higher consciousness and enlightenment. And you have to start at the bottom. We've talked about this before. You start at the root, you work your way up. You cannot just go straight to opening your third chakra. If your other chakras are closed, you have to do it in order because it just works better that way. I mean, I'm going to tell you absolutely no. Do not do this ever because you don't want to do what you want to do. There's no wrong way to be a witch. But if you really want to feel the full effect of everything, start with your root chakra and work your way up. But the third eye is one of the most sought-after openings of all. It is a thing that everybody wants, but also the thing that once people get, sometimes they are scared and want to give it back. I can raise my hand on that one. I, I've told you guys before, it is fucking scary when you are not really mentally prepared for it, but it's also an amazing fucking tool. So like I said, the third eye represents the quote unquote inner God within your personal God within, uh, your highest, most inner self, um, it provides perception beyond ordinary sight. It's basically where our supernatural psychic ability lives. It's all right in there. It's where intuition and insight comes from is also known as the gate leading to inner realms of space and higher consciousness it symbolizes a state of full enlightenment. Enlightenment. Fuck, words are hard today. 
is responsible for visions, clairvoyance, intuition, gut feelings, all of those premonitions you get, those all come from your third eye. It gives us the ability to um, to see, observe, see and observe chakras and auras. And it, it even at times is responsible for producing out-of-body experiences. The third eye is probably the most powerful. And a lot of people confuse the third eye with the all-seeing eye. And it is kind of why you guys see that the all-seeing eye is kind of an entanglement of all of the eyes here that we're talking about today. But you guys have all heard of the third eye. People who aren't even in witchcraft or anything like us have heard of the third eye. It is an amazing thing to have opened, but again, it can be very fucking scary. It is just a time of, wow, a time of pure, raw amazement. Because it's something that we don't experience every day, and it's something that many, many people, the majority of people, will never experience. They will never reach that inner power, that inner level to even begin to open it up. And many of you have opened it and don't even realize you have. I know that I was just talking about the chakras, how you have to open them in order. But a lot of times I have noticed that I have opened it and didn't even realize because I wasn't paying attention. It's just become second nature to us. And I think that we all do it in our own ways. I have, there's those episodes where I did, where I talked about how to open your chakras. I literally explained each, like, um, step and how to open each one. But sometimes I think that there are other ways to open them. I don't think you have to go specifically by the way that the whole fucking world says you do. And when I say the whole world, I mean most people that write the books on this shit. But in all honesty, I think we're, we're so individualistic that what is for one does not always work for the other. And that's in many cases. I've said that so many times. But I think when it comes to the chakras, we all are built differently and the keys are different for each one of us. So... If you go to open your third eye and you start at the root and you're following what the books say or what I, you know, the episode I did, if you're following any of that and it just doesn't feel right, adapt. Do what does feel right. And when you've opened it, you will feel that it's open. You will feel aligned. You will feel like you have just entered a state of nirvana, a state of utopia. You will feel it. And only you can know when you're there. No one else can do it for you. No one else can tell you you've hit it. You are the only one who knows what you feel like or how it feels. And it's another reason why I truly believe that each of us have a different key to those chakras. The third eye is a gift. It is a gift and a curse, honestly. Um, I've said this in many episodes. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready to take on the burden and the reward. It can really go both ways. Once it's open and you are there, you could go higher. Obviously, we're starting out baby steps. When I say you're higher, your most highest inner self, yes, you may be at your most higher inner self today, but actually be higher a year from now, and that's because you're growing and you're evolving. 
And so it's not that you weren't open or you didn't reach your highest inner self. It's that you did reach your highest inner self for that time. We're going to grow. We're going to evolve. Things are going to change. So if you start to lose it, don't panic. Don't think, oh my God, it's gone. You just have to rework on or go back and work on reopening it and improving it and trying to adapt to the changes that your mind and your body have made because we grow we evolve we become different people we're we're not even the same which as we were a year ago when i started this podcast i wrote a full fucking script word for word and i read it very monotone and i would be in the middle of it of reading and just disassociate and then i would close my eyes and i would just talk and i'm almost positive you guys could probably tell the spots where I was reading a script back then and the spots where I was just had my eyes closed and just going and speaking from the heart and then it was like I wasn't even there in my body it was definitely not a body experience I was watching myself from above sometimes from across the room just eyes closed feeling and speaking from my heart and the passion coming out And I'd be completely off subject or go down a rabbit hole of some other way and then bring it back. I still do that, but I don't have, you know, I don't go by a full script. I write down little notes or things, you know, a few sentences of things. But one part about me I cannot change is when I feel passionate about something, I still disassociate my scared self, let's go, and let's my inner self just fucking go on and just let it all out and then when I get done and I open my eyes and I realize what the fuck just happened I feel dizzy I feel very disoriented and I feel like I'm in another um I don't want to say another realm another plane another dimension it's fucking weird but it's also a truly fucking amazing feeling and I fully fully thank my third eye for that I I (laughs) my third eye allows me to just let go and have those experiences and just let it all out and just speak from my soul to you guys and a lot of us use our third eye in different ways it's not always just about psychicness and seeing the future and having visions and and all of that it's about the energy that you feel when you meet somebody new it's the energy or it's the feeling you get when you walk into a room and you can just tell that there's something in there that is not good you can read the entire fucking room within two seconds of walking in and nobody has to speak but you can feel that energy it is knowing when to hold back when to let out it's knowing when you meet somebody you have that first impression of them and then turns out you're right that's exactly how they are who they are what they are it's because your third eye is open and is connecting with everything around in the universe and around you and just syncing together and sending that message to you letting you know and it sends off indicators in our body in our guts And the way that we get goosebumps, when we get the chills, our third eye is connected to all of that, every part of us. And it gives us these signals. So sometimes you may feel like you're not 
fully open third eye. You may feel like you're not as strong as you think you are. And it's just because yours works in a different way. Your highest self is there, but next year you may be in a little bit higher spot. Again, just keep practicing with it and just keep working with it. Trust your guts, trust your instincts, trust your premonitions, check your dreams. Sometimes our dreams, we talked about before, they can be a fucking symbol for you, a message for you. Just pay attention to your body. Your body's going to let you know. Your third eye is going to tell you and use your body to let you know. Those with uh, the third eyes fully opened are often called seers. And that's when people are psychics or um, many other names, mediums. But they don't always have everything. So, you know, you always see that headline where like, oh, psychic palm reader struck by tornado or you know lightning people are like oh why didn't she see that coming she's psychic and all well you know why can't she predict the lottery numbers because it's not how it fucking works all right just because they can see and they can connect and they can talk with the other side does not mean that they can predict every fucking thing and that seems to be why people think so poorly of that side of the craft and psychics and mediums and all that because they expect them to be 100% always know everything every question asked they want to know or expect them to know the future and everything and if they don't know all that then they're fucking liars and they're fakes and frauds and it's just a bunch of bullshit so but as you see our eyes have so many fucking powers and they're represented in the world in so many different ways the eye of Horus and the eye of Ray work together to protect us and we need to appreciate those and really use them more in our craft because they can be super fucking helpful. The third eye, an amazing tool for us. The evil eye, again, very similar with eye of Horus and the eye of Ray. It is about protecting or sending out or whichever side of that you fall on. It can be both. I mean, you could be someone who sends that evil eye to somebody, but also wears the evil eye to protect you because it does its job. It does multiple things. It's not just a one-trick pony. It's got it all. And, of course, the all-seeing eye kind of encompasses all of it because it is basically where everything comes from. It is where everything originates as far as the eyes of craft go. So... Let's do a little exercise where we start um, working more with eyes. Let's see if we can put more practice in our lives. Practice in our lives? More? (laughs) Let's put more eyes in our lives. But no, really. Try using the uh, the evil eyes away protection. If you're comfortable with that. If you're not, that's completely fine. I know some people just don't want to fuck with it they've had bad experiences they've heard things they are just not comfortable and that's completely fine try the eye of Horus for protection get a little sigil put it in your pocket put that draw it on something it doesn't have to be perfect drawing try it out see how you feel with it put it on some of your spell bags your protection bags your whatever you're doing anything you're doing try to incorporate some and see 
what you feel, what difference you notice, how things move for you, how things work out. Don't forget to kind of journal it so you can keep track of things. But, uh, yeah. So, the, um, oh shit. The eyes have so many powers in so many different ways. They are definitely the mirror to our souls. They're the window to our souls. They are what lets people in and shuts people out. They are our light, our vision, our everything. So it's no surprise that they have so many connections in the metaphysical world as well. So, all right. Before I finish, I told you guys a while ago, uh, or a little bit ago in the episode that I was going to tell you something. So, two or three things. Uh, a couple things. I don't fucking remember numbers. I don't know if I told you guys, but uh, I know I told you. Our anniversary was Friday the 3rd. Travis got me a couple gifts, and one of them is this cool t-shirt that says, uh, support your local coven. I think it's super fucking cool. I love it. I'm in love with it. I just got a new shirt last week. I was telling you guys about this said, uh, Merrily, which fuck around and find out. He also got me another book, and I cannot pronounce it because it's um, old. <laughs> it's the Maleficent. Nope, that's not the right word. Um, let me see here. I can't. I really cannot fucking pronounce it, and I know I'm gonna fuck it up. It's called the Hammer of the Witches, or Witches Hammer is the other part of it. And it's in the other room. The only reason I'm like looking to see what it says on here is because I don't want to go in there and stop recording and then get questions. Uh, Malleus Maleficium, The Witch's Hammer. So this book was originally written in, I believe, the ni- uh, 1920-something. Let me see. God, I can't even see here. Oh, the time was published originally in 1487. Yeah, 1487. And it is basically um, about witch hunting and um, uh, some little treaty regarding witchcraft and demons presented here, complete with the authoritative translation to modern English. So, it was... um, (laughs) A time when the Christian church found witchcraft to be very dangerous and um, causing a lot of issues. And when they were suspecting people of being witches and everything kind of went all afry. The author Kramer wrote the book after he had tried and failed to have a woman executed for witchcraft. He was not happy with the way it turned out in court. So he decided to write this book. It was... um, not written in English, modern English anyway, but it has been translated in 1927, I think. So it is um, definitely a more updated version, and I am super excited to read it. I also have the other book. Um, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. It came from uh, Salem. One of our friends was there a few, several months ago and picked it up for me. It's a book written by John Hale. Um, about the witchcraft trials and how he was so gung-ho about accusing everybody of witchcraft and um, getting them hanged and all that until his wife was accused. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe maybe we were a little harsh. Maybe we went a little overboard with this. 
let's not go crazy here, guys, and start hanging everybody who, you know, just gets called a witch because he was trying to save his wife. So, um, it is very hard to read that book because it is, it is literally just a copy of the original book. It's like a photocopy um, the original book, so it's very hard to read, very small print, but I'm really excited to find some time to sit down and read these books, and just see what it was like back in that time frame, and see what people thought of witches back then, so I will post pictures, um, in the group of them, and I think it'll be pretty cool, so, um, yeah, so that's it for this week, um, I'm not really sure what next week, next week's gonna be about yet, Lately, I have been waiting till I feel it. Um, I like to have the topic kind of come to me and draw me in. So, and that's why with this week, I we're talking about eyes and tattoos. And I, just, I had a lot of issues with my eyes this week getting dried out. And I kept thinking just weird fucking shit because that's where my brain goes. So, I got um, where I was thinking about the eyes and the fucked up stuff. And my brain was just like, okay, wait a minute. There's, you know so many ties here and it just I would bore you guys that's why I just went on and connected all the dots but um like I said I've always been drawn to eyes there's something about eyes and there's so much more honestly I can go on and on and on about about eyes and witchcraft and how they're tied together go back to the Egyptian connections and the renaissance and all the things it's just it's fucking cool shit so I hope you guys take the information and have some fun with it do ooh, shit, do some different, um, practice some different spells, rituals, whatever, um, create your own third eye talisman, whatever you want to do, um, if you want to hex somebody, cool, if not, cool, just don't forget why you're doing that, that karma is real, unless karma is using you to do the hex to do her job for, because sometimes she does that, so... All right, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful day, night, weekend, whatever you are doing while you're listening to this. And bless be. Love you. Bye.